On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Kristen Ostrander from Mommy Income. We had such a great conversation around Amazon, around bundling, around how all of that can actually really change your business when you think about thoughtful bundles to put together. We have obviously, as as you guys have heard on previous episodes, you can go back into the vault of, you know, more than 260 episodes. You'll know that we really love bundles. Bundles are a great way to get a lot of your product out there and people really want the easy button sometimes, especially with gifting. Man, I just often just want that easy button. Like, just tell me what to buy. Just make it a bundle so I can make it a nice gift for somebody. Can you do the hard work for me? And Kristen uh, and I talk all about that. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode today. I know that I did. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially hey guys before we begin i want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post ios 14.5 world if you're doing over seven figures in d to c you need to hear this back when facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it sms marketing included you'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at mindful marketing brands earning 20 to 45 percent of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month and that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence but now that the facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns where do we go retention but it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns which we've seen all the time it requires actually having a system that increases the ltv of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time and hopefully even searing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quickwins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quickwins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, uh, Jordan West back here with another amazing episode. I'm really looking forward to having this conversation. 
We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff today, but before we get really into that, I want to introduce Kristen Ostrander uh, from Mommy Income. Kristen, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. So I, I, I've i got a confession. So everybody knows when they listen to this podcast that I have a hard time. I don't know what it is with names. I'm a Kristen Kirsten all the time. I had like a best friend growing up whose name was Kristen. And I would call her Kirsten all the time. And it was just like, it was this big issue that I would always have. And I'm like, why Why do I have an issue with those two names together? Have people had that issue with you? <laughs> Not, well, sometimes <laughs> a lot of it's Christian or people spell it wrong. It's like, it's all the different names. It's like, hey, call me whatever you want. Just don't call me collect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me collect. <laughs> ah, that's great. That's uh, that's a parent joke. That is definitely a parent joke. I was gonna say for dad, sure. But it's a parent joke. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I got I got three kids, two of them are which are already grown. So I, I can tell you that I, I got a lot of my mom joke, dad joke, whatever it is, cheesy kind of jokes. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So for people who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi. Well, I run a company called Mommy Income. It's where I help people start and grow businesses online using Amazon and e-commerce. And so I started that back in 2014 after I became successful doing uh, Amazon and things like that. I wanted other people to kind of have some shortcuts because I learned the hard way and the backwards way and the not necessarily wrong ways, but made a lot of mistakes. There wasn't a lot of help when I first started. And so I wanted to bridge that gap for people that wanted to take control of their financial freedom and start businesses from home and just make it work. And there just wasn't a lot of help out there. So we wanted to help people with shortcuts that were kind of following the same path. Cool. Let's talk about that. Let's get, get right into it. So let's talk about what that, what the, what some of those shortcuts are that you can share with us places that maybe you've gone uh, a little bit astray and that you've learned from. So what, what would be the number one place? So a lot of people that start with uh, with Amazon, for example, back in the day when I was starting to do it back in 20, 2008 is really when I started on Amazon was a retail arbitrage. It's going into stores. You might've seen some videos on YouTube or something. You can go to a retail store like Target and, and use your phone to scan prices and see the differences between their clearance prices and Amazon prices and basically flip stuff from retail stores to Amazon. There's such a huge price gap that, that it's very lucrative to be able to do that retail arbitraging. Problem was that that, that was very lucrative and we were making a really good money. When I say we, my mom is my full-time business partner. After being in business for about five years, I knew I needed some help. And so she joined me to be able to do this. So we went basically shopping for a living. We went from store to store and gathered a bunch of inventory and um, shipped it into Amazon's FBA program where they ship it out to customers. So if you're a prime customer, that's you're buying from third-party sellers and from Amazon. So we were third-party sellers, still are today. Um, but the problem was that the scalability was really limited because there's only so many stores you can go to almost only only so much inventory you can gather. And so that was part of the problem when we started hitting a wall. We were making great money, but we thought we can't do this forever. We're literally just building ourselves a prison. Yeah, we got a good job and we have, you know, a decent salary, but the problem is like we have to go out and fish for our inventory every single day all the time and that wasn't that wasn't going to fit into the lifestyle we wanted. So we thought that wholesale, of course, like every other brick and mortar store does in the world, we'll just buy wholesale prices. And and so we opened some wholesale accounts and we were super disappointed by the fact that the margins in wholesale are not necessarily built for e-commerce and all the fees and all the shipping and things like that. So we were disappointed that we thought we would get really good margins doing wholesale. And so and we were kind of disappointed with that. Did you pick products that you were already arbitraging and, and set up well, wholesale we, accounts for them? We attempted to do some, yes. Our first real wholesale account was back in the day when, when Shopkins were like super popular and all these, you know, everyone was like clearing the shelves because they were super collectible and stuff. And we opened an account with them, but we realized that on sale at certain stores, we could get those shop 
Watkins for almost wholesale price or even a little bit cheaper because, you know, the, the volume discounts that places like Walmart and Target can get versus, you know, little old me was a little bit different. So we really struggled to make things work when it came to that. So private label would be another option. A lot of people are talking about private label, build your own product, you know, import it, design it, launch it. You know, it's, it's your road to the millions, right? It's the pay dirt. And we tried that too. And that wasn't that that's not as lucrative as people make it sound because it's it you tie up thousands of dollars for 12 months or more trying to get this product in production, bring it overseas, bring it to Amazon. So we're like, okay, now what do we do? So we created this hybrid version of selling on Amazon. We used wholesale products with the idea of private label and I call it the wholesale bundles. So we put stuff together that are bundles for Amazon. So picture a perfect example is my daughter wanted to play the ukulele and I knew nothing about ukuleles other than she wanted one. And so for Christmas, I looked up on Amazon and found you can get a ukulele with a case and a strap and, and a tuner and all this stuff. And it's basically all the things that you need to play ukulele all in one purchase, one package. Okay. And okay. so it was, it's, it's an idea like that. So we put together wholesale products in bundles and kits called wholesale bundles, where it's like the best of both worlds. You get the best of wholesale and you get the best of private label. And it really sets yourself apart from the competition on Amazon. So after all these different things of making some of these mistakes and figuring out how to scale and make a, a really decent living doing this, we landed on wholesale bundles. I kind of created it. It's I call it poor man's private label because honestly, at the time, we didn't have a ton of money to invest in these private label products that were going to tie up our capital for over a year. And Absolutely. so we, we kind of went the poor man's private label route and uh, created some bundles and it was really uh, lucrative from the beginning. And so we just continued to do that. I love that. I love that idea so much. So what is what kind of search terms are you showing up for then with these bundles? Because people aren't necessarily searching ukulele bundle, are they? It's just like a, it's like a seller word really rather than a buyer. You, you use words like kit or set or pack. So another, another great bundle example would be, um, you know, your generic, I would say generic, but like your generic versions of like my, uh, my other daughter likes uh, the Nintendo switch. So she got a Nintendo switch for Christmas and she wanted all these different accessories. She wanted uh, like a pink case and like a carry case for it and something for the charger. And so, um, we found one on Amazon that's got, it's, it's a bundle, but it's got all the different parts and pieces. It's a not made by Nintendo. So that's why I say it's generic because it's just made by someone who created these products and put them together in a bundle. So instead of buying all the stuff separately, you can just add it to your cart and in, in, you know, one click, you know, we're like a one click society. Everyone wants to just swipe right, oh, press totally. buy it now and move on. So really bundles create this sense that you're saving time and money for your customer. And that's why customers love it so much. Are you branding it? Like, is that the private label side of things? Or are you just really having these wholesale relationships, putting them together and selling them? Kind of both, but mostly it's, it's branded. So I joke that my bundle brand is Kristen's favorite things. It's not exactly, you know, the name of my brand, but what we're doing is we're actually creating, like, I think about gift sets, gift packs, uh, kits, things like that for, you know, popular name products. So in order to, you asked about keywords in order to be found, you know, people aren't looking for Kristen's favorite things. What they're looking for is ukulele accessories, or they're looking for, you know, set, uh, newborn baby gift set. Well, they're not really typing in brands. You know, when, you know, if you're looking for Nike shoes, you're looking for Nike shoes, right? But yeah. like, for the most part, we're typing stuff into Amazon every single day that people don't care about the brand names. They don't care who it's made by. They're just like, I need a 10 foot HDMI cord. Like it just, yeah. you know, click it, buy it now, move on. So creating stuff, you know, using keywords and creating stuff that customers are already searching for is the key to being found on Amazon. You're selling things that customers are already asking for. You're just putting them together in one package so that they don't have to shop around and add a bunch of stuff to their cart and then get 
like five different boxes on their front door. Absolutely. So the beautiful part of this is that you reduce the shipping cost, you up the AOV, all of that sort of stuff, and you make it easier for them. So you've really found like this perfect niche. I, I absolutely love bundles. So this podcast, Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is not about Amazon. We do not really touch on Amazon, but I love having Amazon people on here because I love the crossover, right? I love the crossover of thinking of like, okay, well, if you're going to go over to Amazon, what are you going to do? Because the AOV on Amazon isn't nearly as high as having your own store, right? Because somebody's coming to you for a specific product. That's great. Let's talk about scaling. How do you scale that up? Because, you know, are there a million people searching for a ukulele bundle or, or are you going a little bit farther in the market? What, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. So we, we have about, we keep between 150 and 200 SKUs, depending I usually Q4. We have a little bit more cause it's, you know, some seasonal heavy stuff, but. And by SKU, do you mean bundle or do you mean SKUs within the bundle? Uh, I mean, bundles. So we're a hundred percent wholesale bundles. We don't really, we don't sell a ton of single unit items. It's just not profitable, especially on Amazon with the different fees and stuff. But the beautiful thing about Amazon is that they drive the traffic for you. All you have to do is provide the customer with the product they're looking for, and you don't have to drive the traffic and spend all the money on the marketing and things like that, which is, you know, great if you have a super niche store, but also, you know, with Amazon, it's, they they build that in for you. So that's kind of what you're paying for on the back end. You don't have to pay for your traffic. But are you not using any Amazon PPC? We don't use any Amazon PPC unless we are trying to move a seasonal product that we're not going to carry anymore. Um, And the reason why I do that is because my wholesale bundle system, I pride myself on the front loading your work. You do the work up front to get the proper keywords, sell, first of all, sell products that people want. I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be brand name products. Like I don't sell big brand names. Why? Because Amazon has issues with that. And so do a lot of big brand names. They're trying to differentiate themselves. But you know, we sell, you know, do we over seven figures of revenue uh, because we're selling things that customers just want to buy together. So, you know, you're thinking about, you know, those unsexy things like, you know, HDMI cords or, you know, office supplies, or even uh, we do a lot of home decor as well. Why? Because you know, the rugs that you put on your floor and the, the throw pillows you put on your couch, the, you're not searching brand names for that. You're just looking no. at, oh, I want, you know, cute colors or trendy, whatever it is. So attributes are selling your product on Amazon. It's not about brand. It's not about all that. Although branding is important. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But it, when it comes to Amazon and what people are spending uh, their time looking for and what they're buying, they're, they're coming for specific reasons. They're typing in specific things. It's not like you're window shopping at a mall where you're like, oh, that caught my eye. I think I'll buy that. So um, it's really, important to just make sure you're selling things and using the, the proper tools. I use a couple of tools, a keyword research tools that I love in order to pick products that I know that are in decent demand. And when I say decent demand, I mean, we're a margin company. We're not a, um, a volume seller. So I'm not trying to compete with Walmart, trying to make 10 cents on each product. So we have a, about 150 to 200 bundles that we carry, and we aim to make eight to $10 or more per sale on Amazon so that we don't have to sell a ton of volume. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you doing everything FBA? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what would you recommend for people who are listening to this who already have a brand, right? So they've, they've got a brand, they've got, you know, selling between five and 600 SKUs on Shopify. What would you recommend them uh, for their first step moving over into Amazon? Well, you've got 
processes first because Amazon's a completely different beast than everything else. Number two, I would say absolutely use FBA because when you're not using FBA, you're not tapping into the prime customers. And like some 89% of US households are prime members. They yeah. they have Amazon two-day prime. That's what people want. It, it's an insane amount of people that have prime. And so if you're not doing FBA, you're missing out on all those prime customers. And it's, it's almost like, why bother? I mean, some things, yes, people can still do that. And also if you have a brand, you want to think about bundling your own stuff as well. I, I just spoke to a client recently who, who does organic makeup and she was selling like single unit items, like an eyeshadow or this or that. Well, your fees add up and your shipping adds up and things like that add up when you're just selling a single eyeshadow. So she took my advice and started putting some makeup bundles together. And now she's making eight to $10 per sale instead of two or $3 per sale. So if you're new to that, think about bundles already. If you have your own products, which products go well together, everybody has product lines. So what in your product line kind of is a match made in heaven that your customers kind kind of buy together anyway and start creating bundles for that. Number two, register your brand with Amazon. The sooner, the better, because if you register your brand with Amazon, that means no one else can, and you can have the lion's share of those keywords that are yours for your brand. So that would be another way. And just learn the processes. Once you learn how to ship things in Amazon, you can use a third-party uh, warehouse. Like we use a prep center. So we don't touch any of our inventory. We send all of our inventory to a prep center. They prepare our bundles. They ship them to Amazon for us. And we don't, we're completely remote and mobile. So we're not tied to a warehouse. We're not tied to shipping and receiving and all that kind of stuff. We do everything remotely. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. Do you have any good recommendations for prep centers for people to look into? Yeah. My favorite is myprepcenter.com. They are very bundle friendly, which is why we, we love them. Uh, they are great human beings in general. They take good care of our stuff. They really haven't made any mistakes. And so we really, you know, mistakes cost a lot of money and they're really just awesome people to deal with. Um, that's just myprepcenter.com. And, you know, people think, well, if it's not close to you, where do you ship from? It doesn't really matter because Amazon tells you which warehouses you have to ship to, whether you're in California or Texas or Michigan or wherever you're from, it doesn't really matter because your shipping company might be from California. They might be in the Midwest. They might be wherever. So picking a prep center, is more about the people you're dealing with and how they do business rather than the location. So keeping that in mind and, um, you know, of course, affordability is everything. And that's why we picked my prep center because they make bundles affordable to, you know, they are willing to do the work of putting bundles together so that you don't have to. Totally. And they're, they're going to save you some heartache as well, right? With sending, like, have you ever had products rejected from Amazon because they're not prepped correctly? Well, they charge you fees for that. So yeah, it's it, it can be a pretty damaging to your bottom line if you don't prep something correctly and they say, oh, this you know piece of clothing has to be in a bag, obviously. And so they, you know, things like that. They're like, oh, they'll they'll just slap a 50 cent fee on it times hundred pieces that you have. That's a lot mm. of money. So um having something prepped correctly in, in order to make it through Amazon's warehouse because people don't realize how many times your product is touched. It's touched by you, it's touched by manufacturers, it's touched by Amazon warehouse, then shipping, then you know, making sure that your items are protected. That's Amazon's biggest thing. They protect their customers. And unfortunately, sellers aren't the customers they're protecting. It's more of the people buying. So um, making sure your product is protected is super important. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is small, consistent steps. Whatever you're doing, do it small and do it consistently because people that try to jump from zero to a hundred too fast, they, they, they miss too many step, steps and they end up falling backwards anyway. They end up burning out too 
quickly. So taking it small and consistent is the only way I've ever built anything. You're not ready. It's almost like winning the lottery, right? If somebody just drops you $5 million in your pocket. You don't know what the heck to do with that. But if you yeah. slowly build it up over time, you, you learn to become responsible. You learn to make better decisions. You learn to um, grow into um, who you're becoming as a CEO, who you're becoming as you know a business owner or whatever. So really that. And also my, my second favorite tip to secret to scaling is hire help as soon as you can, even before you think you can afford it. Because the more help that you have, the more you can free yourself up to do uh, the big things in business that actually you know run your bottom line and make a difference. So higher, higher, higher. Absolutely. I, I, I have to echo b- both of those. I mean, the, the hiring portion is just so critical to you being able to scale up to being, to really being like CEO. If that's what you're, you actually want to do, then you can't do anything. You can't actually be in there doing stuff because that takes away from the $10,000 an hour job of actually moving the levers uh, in a big sort of way. So I, I am a hundred percent with you on that. I got three more questions for you here. First one, uh, what is your favorite app or tool that you're using right now? My favorite tool for my business is Merchant Words. I use Merchant Words for all my keyword research. They make it simple. They make it easy. They have never steered me wrong. And it helps me nail down uh, selling my products at the highest profits because they give me the best keywords. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Number two, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Okay. My favorite audiobook right now is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super entertaining. You have to listen to it, right? Reading it, it's great, but like it's him, right? So you can hear oh, his oh, he, voice. He reads it? Okay. Yeah, he reads yeah. it. And so it's it's in his true like actor flair. It's not just as boring. It was so entertaining. I listened to it twice. <laughs> so wow. it, it, I highly recommend it for anybody. It's just cool to see his story, how he's built his life, but also it's just, it's him. It's funny. It's 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 cool. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, third question for you. Uh, if you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? Oh my gosh. I like hate this question so much, but then I love it in so many other ways. So I have to like really stretch my thinking. No, you um, know what? With this, nobody just immediately says an answer. Every yeah, time it's, it's like, like- Hmm. Who? I mean, I'm never thinking about it. <laughs> I, I have a list of like my elite eight people that if I could interview for them for my podcast, I certainly would. One of those people is uh, Coach Rob Mendez. I'm not sure if you heard his story, no. but he has no arms and legs, and yet he teaches and coaches football, and um, he's very, very good at it. And so, from someone who you would think, you know, his phrase, his motto is "Who says I can't?" And so he said, growing up, he who says that you can't do anything. And so, learning from someone who we all make boatloads of excuses all the time of reasons why we can't do stuff. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't face my fear. This guy has no arms and legs and he is coaching kids football. Like, and he's never played in his life. It's just super cool to to hear his story. So I would love to be able to sit down with him and just have a conversation and what really keeps him going and keeps him motivated because that's gotta be hard. Just daily life. You can't even feed yourself yet. You are, you know, inspiring millions of people to do their best and say, not make excuses for themselves. I just love that. So I would love to talk with him. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. That's a great answer. Now, where can people find out more about you and if they're interested in in what you were talking about, where can they get some help? mommyincome.com. We can also go to the Amazon Files podcast. I'm Mommy Income everywhere when it comes to all the socials, social media, YouTube. Mommy Income has a ton of stuff on there. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate this. This was, I don't know if you could tell, I was genuinely interested. This is something that I, uh, I'm always interested by Amazon because we, we built lots of, we, we own quite a few brands uh, that are all off of Amazon. And the Amazon world to me is just, so it's a different world than what we do. You know, like I don't equate 
equate e-com and Amazon together. Like they're, it's two different things. And so um, I'm always happy when I get to have a chance uh, to talk with somebody like you. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.